everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of the Dead Puck Podcast. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Dylan and Nick, as per usual. Guys, how's it going? I just want to make. A, I just want to say that it's great. Like we were talking about before we started the podcast, that there's nothing really stupid to talk about in the NHL. Nothing ridiculous, like nothing. Rocky Wirtz or sexual assault allegations or you know, stuff that you, we don't really want to talk about. It's not even just really just impending world war. Yeah, well, that too. But um, we're not, we're not TikTok for that. Don't so. <laughs> <laughs> call on TikTok. TikTok is just. <laughs> It's just that. Um, yeah, we're gonna start things off today with the Montreal Canadiens. We've been on kind of a heater recently. Paul Caulfield has found his scoring touch, um, thanks to Martin Saint Louis, his coach. And I mean, I, I get that that would probably help because you know he's he was a smaller guy in the NHL, had a great career, became a Hall of Famer, and maybe he's just passing on how was able to do that um i want to keep calling him goal caulfield but he's got more than one goal now so um yeah we're just going to talk about the canadians and then uh go through the whole league and talk about some possible trades especially when the trade deadline is less than a month away dylan do you want to start us off with the canadians yeah so we were talking last week nick you sent us um a little article thing on Instagram saying in the last decade, Montreal has not had a skills coach analytics department or an in quotes, actual development program. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which digging a little bit deeper, you kind of, you kind of understand that. Now, Ben, you were saying they've, they've won four straight. They kind of get that new coach effect. The, the right. honeymoon period. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at some point that might rub off a little bit. I mean, this is kind of a team that went to the cup final, but um, sort of, yeah. <laughs> there's some some deeper issues I think that need to be resolved if this team wants to to grow and, and build a, a real program. And so, like we said, they don't have a skills coach, which is bizarre. Like, I feel like that's a <laughs> You don't even need to like like a skills like that's coach. That's an essential like yeah, an essential position. Analytics department, like, I mean, unless you're s- stuck in the last decade, um, I think every team should have one. Also, they're still looking for like French-speaking coaches. So how far back do we need to? Yeah, like they're still so stuck in the past of like, oh, it needs to be either a francophone coach or you know, what I mean, like it. But we don't have an analytics department because we we've won twenty four cups. <laughs> right, so they're, they're I feel like they're still stuck in ninety three. So like this coming off the the honeymoon period of winning a Stanley Cup. This all interested me or kind of intrigued me because I was like, okay, you haven't had a development program like a true development program. What has that resulted in? Um, and so I went back through the the draft history of the Canadians. It's terrible. And yeah, it's surprisingly <laughs> poor. Um, <laughs> just looking back in the last 10 years or so, Cole Caulfield, he's a first round pick. I mean, he's only played 47 or so games, but he's got 23 points. We can assume he's going to be a decent NHL player. Yeah. Uh, beyond that. Brennan um, Gallagher in 2010. Yeah. Cockett Niemi. 
he could be something. He's a first rounder. Uh, but going before that, you've got Ryan Poling. Played 66 games. Um, <laughs> he's, he's really, he's, he hasn't had an opportunity to even make this team somehow, somehow this year. This is probably the year that he can make the team and just, you know, yeah. stuff. Like, this is the year. Um, Drafted back in 2017. Like, this is. Yeah, he's a 2017 first round pick. And this is a guy who, you know, he's got like, I don't even think he's got 15 points this year. This year? Um, no. He's only played 66 games in his career. He's only got 16 points. <laughs> Before that, you got Mikhail Sergeyev. Sir, yeah, Sergeyev. Great defenseman, not playing for the Canadians. <laughs> um, Noah Victor, Victor Mete in the same in the same year. Yeah, Victor Mete is a halfway decent player, but also not playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Also not playing for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Twenty fourteen, Nikita Sherback played thirty seven games, eight points. Twenty thirteen, Michael McCarron, Jacob Delarose, Arturi Lekkinen. Arturi Lekkinen is the best player that come out of there. Um, man, like we just keep going back. 2012, Alex Galchenyuk. So, barely so make player, it on any sort of four. You can barely make it on the four lines. Yeah. <laughs> like 2011, Charles, Nathan Beaulieu. Charles Houdon. Oh and God, these are like, it's like one or two players. Yeah, Ben, it's like one or two players per draft where it's like, yeah, they played NHL games. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like they were good. The last player, <laughs> going back, the last player that the Canadians drafted in the first round that was a longtime Canadian was Carey Price in 2005. Okay, yeah. If you're going to say a longtime Canadian, right? like um, the person that's been on the team for... I, yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I would actually say Pacioretty in 2007. I was going to say that because I'm looking at it right now. He played 836 games. That's he's not a, for, but he's also been on. Oh yeah, he was a traded. first round pick. He's also yeah, but, traded. Yeah, but he he won Yeah, four years ago. That's still, he played there for ten years. Did not play there for ten years. He played there. For yeah, six. but you could say 20, 2007 was the last good draft that they had, where they got that, McDonough. That's, that's still McDonough, horrible. PK McDonough, who they traded and, and uh, yeah, not traded. PK and Patches. That's it. And Yannick Weber, who was a decent player. But other than that, sure. holy crap. What happened? Two, Kyle, maybe three Kyle players Kyle in every Chira. draft. <laughs> oh. names. Well, then you names. can even look at the last draft, and they drafted someone who did not want to be drafted by anybody. <laughs> Literally came out and said, I do not want to be drafted. I am not mature enough to be drafted in the NHL. And Montreal was like, no, we don't care. Too bad. You're getting picked. You have a French last name. You're, you're, you're coming to Montreal. We don't care. Um, I do want to talk about Caden Gooley. They drafted in 2020. That guy is going to be such a good defenseman. But if we're talking about how they don't have a like a system where they're able to develop and grow these players into being you know, actually good NHL players before you trade them away to whatever team that needs them, like, I wonder they're struggling now. They just don't have any like people to rely on if they wanted to bring him up. Um, I know back in like the early, like the well, I guess mid 2010s when the Leafs were shit, and you know you bring up William Nylander 
and he's wearing like number 37 or something like that. And then he shows up and plays like eight games and he has like nine points. It just shows you that you have like that ability to have these players growing in your system. When you do to get to this point of you're basically throwing the season away. You know, they now have like what, 13 wins on the season. Ooh. And it's time to bring up your good players that you can grow and develop. Like, if you're not going to be able to develop any of these players with the people or the skills coaches or any of these things you don't have, it's going to be kind of a struggle. Yeah, like, what's the point of even drafting these guys if you don't have a system in place to <laughs> to let them grow? Yeah. Especially when you're one of the most storied franchises in the NHL. <laughs> Which blows my mind. I just thought it was mind-boggling that They've had how many, not even like just first round picks, but how many players they've drafted. Like every once in a while you hit on a, you know, a fifth round pick or something that turns into a a surprise player. But even that, like. Yep. Terrible. Like Sven Andrighetto in the third round. Sven Andrighetto. Like. (laughs) I mean, Alexander Romanov, where... Is he playing this year? Hurt? Is or do they just don't want him to play? He's played forty nine games this year. Um, and that's a perfect example, actually, that I was saying to my point. You literally took this guy from the KHL, or you signed him, and threw him right into the NHL. No, no floaties, right into the pool, and. Then they made that magical run to the playoffs, or made made it to the finals last year. Excuse me. And I think he probably played five games. Like Ducharme did not want him playing, and they kept Cole Caulfield out. They kept Kakiniemi out there for a little bit, and then they only bring him in when they're in dire need. Which still blows me away how they even made it to the finals, other than Carey Price. Beat him in that game. So I... It's so hard being like very um, being a Leafs fan. This is really hard because <laughs> I just want to trash him. <laughs> it's like Dylan talking about the Flames and being like, "Oh man, I really want them to succeed." <laughs> but like, you look at the like, I don't know what happened in like 2009. They drafted Louis LeBlanc, and they had Gabriel Dumont. Those were the last two, the only two players to play games. There's this other guy who played one game. I don't even know how to say his name. 2008, they drafted a player... Or sorry, they didn't draft any players who played any games. But before that, 2007, they banged. They knocked it out of the park. Ryan McDonough, (laughs) who they traded. But Max Pacioretty, P.K. Subban, and Yannick Weber, as we mentioned. Um, 2006, Matthew Carl... Oh, wait. I mean, Ryan White, Ben Maxwell. I remember him on the uh, Bulldogs. <laughs> the year before that, 05, that was a good draft for them, too. Carey Price, uh, Guillaume he... Latendres, Matt D'Agostini, Sergei Kostitsin. Oh. 2004, uh, Kyle Chipchura, Alexei Amelin. A.T. Uh, Wyman. Mik- Mikhail Grabowski, Mark Streit. So even before that, the decade or so before that, their drafting was great. Um, don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know what happened. 
think maybe once like analytics started kind of to play a huge role in NHL, maybe they're just like, no, we'll just keep it the same way. We've been growing uh, theirs since, you know, whenever. Maybe that was like their, their plan, and now it's really bit them in the ass. Um, yeah, we'll see what the rest of the season kind of holds. There's still 25 or so games left. Um, they could pull themselves out of last place. They're basically playing themselves out of a first round pick, <laughs> of a first overall pick. First right overall now. pick. Yeah, like what's the point? What's the point of winning? Well, <laughs> apparently they're like they're. Like, still, goal is to get the number one pick. But I'm like, well, how, how are you going to get the number one pick if you're winning games? Yeah, you can't be competitive and get the first overall pick. That doesn't make like, sense. Like, I think they're now ahead of Arizona in standings. I think Arizona's dead last now. So, like, what the hell are they doing? If if they want to get the number one pick, then, geez, maybe you should stop winning games or maybe you should have brought in St. Louis right now. They have 31 points. Says on NHL.com, which I don't necessarily trust. Coyotes have 31. <laughs> so close. <laughs> yeah, so, and we're looking at, in my opinion, we're looking at two different situations between like Arizona and uh, Montreal. Like Montreal can kind of flip the switch at any point, but like Arizona's got 20 picks saved up for this year's draft. <laughs> Ben, this is why you don't trust the NHL app. On uh, on another site I'm looking at, it says Arizona has 32 points. Yeah, I just saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, that's that's why I said it. So it's yeah. it's that's why I said NHL.com because I don't necessarily trust it. Um, yeah, I I don't know what Montreal is doing. Like, do you want Shane Wright or do you not want Shane Wright? I don't get it. I don't think they care. They just want to win games, so then their fans having- stop throwing jerseys on the ice. They're having the draft in Montreal. You probably want the first overall pick. That'd be insane. That's that's what you want. Like I know, like you obviously don't want to be in last place, and there's another season gone, and then you have all these players like Carey Price, Shea Weber, um, who might be on their last legs in the NHL and on your team. But to get the first overall pick, draft him in your building is a huge accomplishment, in my opinion. It, so, and if the Leafs could draft draft Austin Matthews in Toronto, that would have been insane. Holy, that would been that would been really nice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm just spitballing on that stuff. It's just. Uh, I remember the Leafs didn't even play that bad when they drafted Austin Matthews. Like they. No, they had like almost seventy points. I think yeah. that year. Crazy. They had like one of the best. Last place finishes. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows you how de- like deep every other team um, was that year. Yeah, I can see. We're talking about this also before. I can see them getting rid of um, a couple players like Ben Sherratt's basically already out the door. Um, they're shopping him hard uh, all season. His name all season. Up. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have really good underlying numbers that. Apparently, people are just overlooking. Um, and they'd have to retain money on his contract. He's taking him for 3.5. This year? Yeah. He, yeah, he's a UFA next year. Yeah. So, yeah, 
Um, it's just basically to a team that you know, needs a depth, uh, like third pairing defenseman. At the start of the season, I think they were asking for like a first round pick for him. No, they're still asking for a first round pick. Good luck. Yeah. I don't know who's I was going to give you a first round pick for Ben Sherratt. Um, I'll give you a fourth and I want you to retain. Um, they're also, I think, getting rid of uh person they've drafted, Arturi Lekkinen, who's 26 years old, 2.3 million, and then he's an RFA at the end of this season. Um, he's a good player. It's just need to get rid of some players to deal with the contracts you already have, and especially when you have a lot of people on IR. Um, Christian Dvorak hasn't worked out this year. David Savard, when he was healthy, he was okay. Now he's on IR and it's just bad. Jake Allen's on IR. Joel Edmondson, Tyler Pitlick, eh. Matthew Perot. They also signed, I think, this season. Um, and Jonathan Drouin's also on IR. So, I think when Drouin comes out of reserve, I think they have to try and get rid of that contract somehow. In my opinion, that's a that's a hefty contract, though. Five five and a half for the next two years. Yeah, like he <sighs> seems like a reclamation project that I think would work out. Like, he started like, off really at, well this year, I believe. Like, look what Florida did with um, like with Sam Bennett. Bennett and, yeah, yeah, with Bennett and um, there's a couple guys like watching that game today, where I was like, man, he was kind of a nobody. <laughs> And like Bennett's the best example of kind of a nobody on a team coming out of nowhere and now playing like a significant role on their roster. But yeah, he, he's gonna pop their roster because he's got I think twenty two goals this season. Round twenty, he's over twenty. We talked about it last time. Um, that team, man, is. I just know the Leafs are going to play them in the first round, and it's just going to be a mess. Oh, Anthony Duclair. Like, Anthony oh. Duclair was... Yeah. <clears throat> Zone agent. He had, he had decent numbers in Arizona that one year, and then he kind of bounced around for a while. He was good in Ottawa, though. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why he got a contract. Exactly. And now he's a guy who, like, he could be a 30-goal a guy. Oh, yeah. Um, I had him on fantasy for a while. He was doing really well. And like Sam Reinhardt's another guy who, I mean, good player. He's doing well in Buffalo, but he had to get out of there. And now yeah. he's, you know, you part put of him a on, game guy. Put him on a line with like Barkov, or when you're playing on the power play with Barkov, Huberdeau, and uh, and Ekblad at the point. Ekblad and oh my goodness, he's also having an unreal season. I really want to talk about Huberdeau, but I think we should. He's in every game that he plays, I feel like he might win MVP. <laughs> Not just based on points. I think he's over 70. He is like an MVP caliber player that we kind of slept on for so long because he played in Florida. Barkov is another guy. Same, yeah. Like, I don't get to to watch many Panthers games just because I I never really had a reason to. (laughs) Um, But watching the game today against Edmonton, like, man, Barkov, if he was playing in in a bigger market... He'd be talked about in the exact same way that um, Drysidel and Matthews are talked about. Where you know, who's like the number two guy in the NHL? Hmm. Uh, he could easily be in that conversation. He is so good on both ends of the puck. 
Uh, he had two yeah. power play goals today. Like he is so scary every time he touches it. Um, Huberdeau in his last ten, he's got seventeen points. His last five, he's got nine. Um, after third he overall in two thousand, doesn't even have twenty goals yet. He's got like 58 no, he, assists or something like that. He's got 18 goals yeah, and 57 assists. assists. Oh my god. He's got 75 points. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. In 53 games, Jesus. Okay. Cool. After third overall in 2011. I remember like a long time ago, obviously, like 2011, 11 years ago. Um, he was uh, playing for St. John and there was a lot of talk of him being like a really good NHLer and I think it just it took him a couple years to develop his game but even like his first couple seasons like 54 and 59 um, that's a, he played majority of the games. He played 79 games in, in 2014-15, and he played 76 in 2015-16. Um, but yeah, like literally, he has not gone below 50 points in his entire NHL career when he's playing a full season, not, not like a, a half season or like what we had with COVID and um, lockouts. So he's... Un, he's an unbelievable player, and I think that we just don't see him enough. And I think that he, like, especially this year, if they match up against the Leafs or whomever they play in the playoffs, I feel like I go a lot farther than we think. That Eastern Conference. Yeah, I think they're the only thing in Florida that would worry them is, um, at least what cool. they've had the last few games is goaltending. Goaltending for sure. Defense and like defensively and offensively, you're you're set. You're they, set. they just don't have a goalie. They don't have like who? Who do you think they would pick up at like the trade deadline? Then like would be depth centers or depth defensemen? I think Maybe it'd be like a actual scoring winger. Scoring winger, eh? Because like they don't really have that scoring winger unless or like you a Brock wanna, Besser. Unless you want to oh, fuck, give me a Huberto. Thank you very much. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They could go after a guy like... Jeez, why did every scoring winger just leave my brain like a dick traded? <laughs> they're, they're definitely buyers. Oh, I've only got I've only got like half a million, though. Yeah. They can get rid of... They'd I think they've to... been... They've been trying to... I think, I think they've been getting rid of uh, what's his name. Uh, let me just check here. Um, I can't remember his name now. Where is he? The Panthers. Yeah, they're just under half Untip a million. On Tippett, they're shopping Owen Tippett, which and he's been decent player this year. Um, even though Joe Thornton was on IR. I also forgot that he's also on that team. Mason Marchman is having an unbelievable season this year. Unbelievable. They're going to have some cap issues next year because next year Barkov's contract goes from 5.9 to 10. 
Yeah. Carter Verhage goes from one million to four point one. That's a good deal, though. Carter Verhage. But that's an extra like. What? That's for four mil. That's yeah. an extra like seven million dollars. Yeah, the three point one. Like seven point two million dollars, or so they have to spend on players they already have. And there really isn't any big name guys coming off their books besides not even like Frank Vetrano, his two point five is coming off and then a bunch of smaller like, ones. You know, yeah, maybe the they find a way oh, maybe they find a way to move like Hornquist or something. You know what the yeah. worst part is too though? Is that they bought out Keith Yandel. And next year it's five point three. Oh my gosh, it is. And they still have Scott Darling for another now. year. Oh lord! They got there. the recapture penalty this year. Of that's why of Roberto Luongo. Oh lord, have mercy! They're gonna have, they're gonna have they're big gonna issues. The cup, they're gonna have huge issues. They gotta win the cup. That Bob contract just looks worse and worse. <laughs> it does. It just keeps going forever. It feels like he's gonna make ten million dollars until he's thirty-eight. Unless he gets bought out, but he'll still be making it. Their, their backup right now is Jonas Johansson, which is the guy that got shelled by the Leafs. <laughs> he was on in the Avalanche. I think that guy's been on six teams. Five. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're really looking at next year. I think they're looking, obviously, this year. If they really wanted um, to go all in this year, they would have to... They would have to make some pig moves at the deadline. Frank for Toronto. Here's the year to do it for them if they're going to do it, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Get rid of Hornquist. Get rid of for Toronto. There. Get rid of. Uh, that's pretty good, actually. Those two. That's Hornquist is five point three. Got for Toronto, who's two and a half, and then he's a UFA next year. So it's hard. Like their defense again too is solid. It's not even actually that much money on their defense, which is. Um, I we were like we were already looking. We were already looking earlier today about the Winnipeg Jets and their defense and how much money is acclimated. Or the word for that point <laughs> acclimated um, towards their defense. Um. Yeah, so we'll see what Florida does if they do really anything this trade deadline or before it. Yeah, Nick, I think you're right with uh, maybe getting like a scoring winger. They, I'm literally looking at the trade bait board, and there is like very little that they can do because of their cap issues. Like the first name that I that popped up in my head was Kessel, but he's making a lot of money. He's making six point eight unless Arizona retained half. I also then, saw that. I saw that they would retain. Yeah, Kessel, and they only want they're really pushing on a second, but you could probably get him for a third. You could definitely push for a, for a third if you're oh, man. if you're Florida. That'd be pretty good. Another name that I saw that could be kind of like a me, but this one's very much a maybe would be Max Domi. But also a good pick. Again, that's going to be a little difficult. I heard. Max Domi is obviously. Uh... I like how Arizona cap space is listed as the number twenty-five trade bait piece. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I don't know, first rounder is seventeen. 
Um, this is a very good year of trade bait. I just don't know how many people are actually going to leave. Georgia or Georgia of eight nine eight save percentage this year. Yikes. Um. We can go right into uh, right into possible trades and teams that we possibly think these guys can go to. Like, um, there we were talking about Andrew Cop um, from Winnipeg, and Dylan was saying that he'd probably be either a good fit for the Leafs or a good. I think he's a good fit for the Oilers. Honest, I think he's a better fit in Toronto. I don't. I don't know if Edmonton really has a need for that. I think there's other priorities that I'd rather them take care of. Instead <laughs> yeah, of adding more, let's see Edmonton Oilers. Though, do you think they're actually going to go out there and get like Georgia or um, Flurry? I think, like, I, I honestly, I don't think they'll get a goalie this deadline. I think the time to do that is like at the draft or free agency. But I think if they could find a way to bring, they need like a left-handed defenseman, um, or to find a trade where they could send Barry one way and get like a more defensive right-handed defenseman coming back. I think mm-hmm. that's what they need to do. They need to go for Klingberg. Robert Hag. Nick Letty. Think... Get, get Nick Letty. <laughs> Nick, are you joking? Nick no, Letty goes off for a change. No, like, I wouldn't mind a guy like Justin Braun. Yeah. Um, or Nick Letty. Somebody back there. Yeah. Um, even uh, Hampus, Hampus, Hampus Lindholm, 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 can I speak? Um, I think he'd be pretty good for your team. His cap hit is huge. The price, the price is too, a little pricey. Um, no, I think Andrew Kopp would be a great fit in Toronto. I think he'd fit on, he could play on the second line or, or the third line. He kind of brings a bit of edge to his game. Like watching him in the, the Edmonton Winnipeg series last year in the first round, like I hated him. Like he's one of those players that just kind of pisses you off because he's always there and he's always kind of starting stuff. Um, yeah. But he's a guy who, when he's on your team, you don't mind that. Oh, exactly. Um, and he I comes also in. Saw, he comes in pretty cheap. I also saw Michael Delzato for Oilers. Uh, he's two million. Thirty-one, left-handed D, lefty. I think he'd be pretty good. Like I mean. I don't know what you have to give up for Zotto. He's a pretty well-known name. Uh, um, it's more like, I don't know. Like, I know he's been in Ottawa, but who knows? What is Like, he's only played 10 games. Also Travis Dermott. <laughs> I feel like I'm being super picky Justin here because it's like every guy I'm like, uh, no, not him. Justin Hall? You can say Justin Hall. He's just sitting Justin up in the Hall. press box. Yeah, yeah, like Justin Hall, I would... I don't know. I feel like I always defend him. Like I would you take do. a you chance on him. Definitely take him. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like it's like we already have like three of that guy. Yeah, and I three. feel like I feel like most teams are are saying that. Where it's, it's like, like having another have... Cody Cece. Cody Cece has been fantastic this year. But imagine Justin Hall as Cody in Cody Cece on the same pairing. Cody Cece has quietly been probably Edmonton's best defenseman this year. And me and Ben ripped into you guys when you guys signed him. <laughs> no, he's been, I'd say he's been better than Larson was the last couple of years. <laughs> Almost seemed like Larson didn't want to be there, though. 
No, he didn't. Um, also, I see down all the way down here at 47, Connor Garland. Uh, Four no more thanks. years, obviously, at 4.95. That's a great contract, I'm being honest. Um, I think if the Leafs, I mean, the Leafs obviously can't do that, but well, I mean, if, sorry, sorry, false. The Leafs can literally Muzzin, do anything they want. If Muzzin goes on LTIR, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, but I think they have uh, other their plans. It's other probably priorities. like getting another, getting another defenseman that you know, like if somebody goes down in the playoffs, like Muzzin, if he ever if if he comes back before the playoffs. Um, and because uh, the guy we got in that Arizona deal, um, which I mean we haven't talked about because the last week news, <laughs> excuse me, um, Dzingo and Labushkin to Toronto for. Let me get this straight again. It's a twenty second round in twenty twenty three, I believe it was, and then or a third round, or it's vice versa. Let me just take a little gander here. <laughs> but they got rid of that Richie contract. <laughs> oh, thank God. Which I think was the, it was terrible. the priority there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was... Uh, Nick Richie, 2025 second-round pick or 2023 third-round pick. In my opinion, what would... Sorry, what would you guys pick out of that? Viewer of the Arizona Coyotes. Did you take Sorry, third round? The, the choices again? Um, a 2025 second round pick. A 2023 third round pick. I'll take the third rounder. Sooner? Yeah. I think yeah. I'd rather have the pick now than in three yeah. years. Um, like, Toronto's still going to be good in 2025 unless there's like a collapse. So I'll take the... <laughs> I'll take the pick. But you don't I'll even know who's going to be in the draft in 2025. It could literally be a guy. We don't even really idea the, who the person is. In the what was it? In the second fifth round? round? Second round. If a he's that good, player, he's going to get. If he's, that, I'm just saying, if he's that good, he's going to get picked in the first. A second round player is probably going to take like what three years maybe to develop, to kind of go but, from yeah, draft yeah. to like. So if if that pick is three years away. From being three years away, <laughs> like that's a player who's probably not going to be on your team for like six years, if they turn into anything. Um, Leafs are playing right now and they're beating Detroit. Uh, Justin Hall has two points. <laughs> hey, that means the price is going up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, it's not going up. Don't worry. He is. I think he's hovering around the two million. Uh, I think he's around two mil. And same with. Travis Dermott, right? He's around one and a half, too. Um, one and a half the next two years. And yeah. um, Nick gave me a trade that I obviously didn't win um, earlier in the week where he's like, What would you give up? If you were the least, what would you give up for JT Miller? And for the moment, I said Lilligren and a second. And he's. Nope. Basically, like f off. <laughs> yeah, no. If Tyler Toffoli can get a first, a fifth, a decent NHL player, and then a prospect, JT Miller is going to get a lot more than that. He is currently tenth in the league in points. So, 
And he's he's easy. He could be unless your team is like obviously like Edmonton or Colorado or Toronto. He's probably going to be your top center. So you you're going to need to give up an arm and a leg, and then your other leg, and then your other arm for uh, JT Miller. I'm just saying that's not me being biased at all. That's that's being realistic. It's also, no, you're not being biased. It's just that you've watched him whole season right and he's shown that he's he's been the only he's been the only consistent consistently good player outside of Demko that's it him and him and Demko that's it nobody else um he's not worth more than like two would you give two first round draft picks for him depends who you are if you're if you're a team like toronto or we only have we only have one and we're not giving it away in 2023 because that's a pretty good draft coming i'm just saying if you're a team like colorado who has like who's gonna at least hopefully be in the like cup final at least within the next three seasons and those first round picks are going to be very very late in the round so they're not like as valuable as like Arizona trading their first round pick right now. No man, they're stocking. It's, it's like basically if you're a team that's gonna be in the cup final or at least make a deep playoff run, your pick is gonna be twenty five to thirty two, I guess, now that Seattle's in the league. Yeah. Um so it's basically and then if you're one of those teams that's in the cup final, like obviously Tampa and Montreal last year and then uh the year before it was Tampa and Dallas, like they're basically a high-end second-round pick. So it it really depends what team you are. If you're a team like Minnesota, who I've heard <clears throat> have been on both Miller and Besser, and then also the Rangers, then I would say just just one. I, the thing that I've seen like as like a mock trade is a first, an elite prospect, and and a, a decent NHLer, and then like a third or a fourth to throw in okay so you said first decent nhl and a third and a fourth and then an elite prospect or a high to elite prospect i guess so like, i guess for you guys lilligren would be that prospect and then well it's either we give right now well rodian amirov announced that he had he has a brain tumor so yeah terrible um, he's also hasn't played very well this year and hasn't really played at all. Um, so he was, but now it's Matthew Nice, mm. like one of our top, um, one of our top players. And I mean, I really, if they ever try to get rid of Nick Robertson, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> he's actually playing the game tonight. I'm just like, if just give him a chance. Well, maybe they're showcasing him tonight. I yeah. hope they, I swear to God, they get rid of him <laughs> to move him. You know how good his brother is this year? I He's quietly being one of the best, like, he's having one of the best sophomore seasons, I think, ever. At over 20 goals. He plays on Dallas, and nobody gives a shit about Dallas. Because they're not really good, and they're not really bad. They're kind of in that mediocre mid. I mean, it's... Like, oh yeah, they win four games here and then they lose five, and then they they win six and then they lose four, and it's like figure it out. Um, figure it out. He's quietly having a great season, but I just want to get back to the 
I remember, I think it was in the last podcast where you compared JT Miller or whomever's contract or what the trade might be to Jack Eichel. And I was just looking up what uh, the trade for Jack Eichel was. So that was Tuck, Rebs, a first and a second. I mean, there's no pretty much, yeah. way that JT Miller is Jack Eichel. No, I'm saying I didn't, and I specifically said I'm not saying JT Miller and Jack Eichel are the same. I'm saying the package, the package is going to look similar. You don't except, make that deal ever until except, the following year or the summer. <laughs> because if that's the deal, that when was this trade? November fourth. If you made the JT Miller trade like that in November, and the Canucks are literally imploding on themselves. Yeah. You wouldn't get the same amount of like Jack Eichel. There'd be no comparison of what I'm comparing right now. No, what I'm but, saying like the the actual trade itself, like obviously we wouldn't we wouldn't get a first and a second, that's a little bit much, but like a first and a fourth, and then like maybe not as good of an NHL player as Tuck is. Like he's a he's a decent NHL player. But like a lower end, like bottom six kind of guy. And then like a prospect. Not as obviously not as good as Payne Krebs. Payne Krebs is an amazing player. Uh, the difference like, too is that Jack Eichel, like he was hurt. So a healthy Jack Eichel returns a much different trade that, package yeah, than what he got. Like he probably, if if the surgery never had to happen, Jack Eichel probably gets two first round picks, an elite and, prospect, a couple yeah. NHL roster players. Yeah, and but since that trade is like that, I just I look at that and I go, there's no way. It's just based on how being so close to the trade deadline it is. Because on trade deadline, it's just everybody's hiking the prices up. Like mediocre players. And Miller has the extra year too, which I think yeah. would that's good. Like he's not going to be a rental. He doesn't have the rental. Um, like I, okay, here's my here's my new offer. Billigren, Engvall, and a first. A first. I don't want Engvall. He sucks. He's quietly been actually very good this year, and no. I hate him. I do not like him at all. Maybe maybe Mikheyev. I can possibly swap swap out Mikheyev because, um. Not that he's a bad player, it's just those people like on the Leafs, like those players on the Leafs are basically interchangeable. Um, you look at that, like Engvall, like David Camp and Ka- Kasa, Kasa, I can't remember his name, Kasha, or no, um, Simmons, Spezza. You know they they usually play four fourth line minutes and then they. Bunting's a first line player now. I get off that line. Um, yeah. So where would Miller even fit? Exactly. Would he play with? Probably play with Tavares and. Um, well, he can play. He, he can play the left get, wing. All I hear in Toronto media is, "Oh man, we have to get rid of this Kerfoot deal. This Kerfoot deal is killing us. It's three point four, three and a half for the next two years. Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" Yeah, we get it. He's not necessarily worth three and a half million dollars, but he's still 
a decent hockey player. Like he just, I think he's been playing really well this year, being put in the situation on. I think he plays the wing with Tavares and uh, Nylander, and at one point they were really gelling. So I just don't understand like where. Uh, yeah, I don't understand where we put him. It's like maybe we send Kerfoot back to Vancouver. I don't want Kerfoot. You're making this. You're making me not no, want to trade for me. That's literally the There's only thing. There's got to be some give and take, though. Like, yeah. like JT Miller. The Canucks have to take Kerfoot back some, some money. Yeah, but JT Miller is on a very team friendly deal, considering the, the what he's doing. He's five point. I think he's like five point nine for this year and next year. And he's not a rental, so the, the like the, there's no, Kerfoot. You're already oh, shopping. Oh. Kerfoot if you're already shopping, hey, if you're already shopping Connor Garland, water. you might as well get Kerfoot because he's basically the same player in my opinion. Mm, Garland, Garland's a little bit better. And he's getting paid a little bit more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kerfoot's got 35 points in 51 games. I think if we're trading Garland, we're trading him to Boston for DeBrusque. That's terrible. I know That's it is. Terrible freaking deal. <laughs> Well, let's get a third liner for a guy that can play either on top line or second line. That's fine. You guys make that deal. You guys are going right back into the toilet. Oh, well, DeBrus needs a new change of scenery. He yeah, but don't just be out. like, hey, we'll take the first third line winger that we can get. <laughs> well, he'd be playing second line minutes in Vancouver, so. Ridiculous. Um, I, I think. I don't. I don't think he's going to go to the Leafs. Just, just actually like figuring it out and going through it. I just don't see JT Miller. I think. He's, I think if he does get traded, he's either going. He's probably going to the Rangers. That makes sense. They can. They can give us the prospects that we want and the picks that we want. You, you, don't worry. You take crafts off. You'll never see that guy again because he'll be just playing in the KHL. So they'll, probably, they'll yeah. him pretty quick. I don't want crafts off anyway. There's got to be something. There's got to be something. There's got to be something wrong with him. Like, how is he not playing on this team, and how is he not putting up amazing numbers? Because he doesn't like, it's just, he didn't like the Rangers, uh, the the front office. But now it's a different kind of front office, so I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, his issues are. Um, I don't really see. I see. Well, the Leafs are apparently going after John Klingberg. Um, trade Justin uh, Hall. You got to trade somebody, and then put Muzzin on. LTIR him even in there and like would he he would just be a bona fide rental. There's no way that the Leafs are gonna be able to sign him. <laughs> Morgan Riley's extension kicking in kicking in next year. Um absolutely no freaking way. You gotta sign Jack Campbell still, maybe. They keep talking like, oh, we might have to sign Jack Campbell, but he's kind of slowing down now and he's not being the best goalie. And I'm like, <laughs> I like they got to find a way to dump Morazic then if they're going to sign, yeah. if they're going to sign Campbell. Now what I see is that since Campbell has not been playing the best, the highest caliber hockey that he's playing over the last like year, um, his number is going down slowly. It's kind of working out for you guys. Yeah, it's kind of working out because, like, I remember, I think it was, like, a few weeks ago or maybe 
a month and a half ago where they're like, well, like we, need six million dollar yeah, we need to sign Jack Campbell <laughs> right now because he's playing so good. And then I think over the last, let me just look up his last, uh, uh, his stats in his last 12. Um, it's not good. It's a below, I think it's below 900 save percentage as far as I remember. Um, then Peter, like him and Peter Morazic are, um, Kind of alternating the net now. Oh, so, do the Leafs have any like young goalies yeah, on the Marley uh, system that are close? Not close. It's like ideally they should move on close. from either either move Morazic or move on from Campbell and then promote one of these young prospects as the backup, and then you're hopefully only paying like. Like less than a million for a backup goalie. Um, oh my God, it showed the All Star game. <laughs> um, so yeah, and go from the Calgary game where they lost. Save percentage was eight oh eight in that game, nine twenty against Seattle, nine seventy eight against Pittsburgh, eight forty eight against St Louis, and eight sixty seven against uh, Columbus. Yikes. Um, this in February, he is on a nine. He has a nine oh six save percentage, three uh, three goals against average. Like that's not even terrible. Like there's worse goalies on the trade bait board right now. Like Corpusalo is like an eight eighty seven. I think he is. He's been absolutely terrible. But I think um, the goalie market. I don't really see a lot of goalies going at the trade deadline. No, just like Never. Flurry and like maybe Holpe. Uh, yeah, I See, think Holpe is yeah. the best value goalie yeah. there. Yeah, 10%. Um, you guys Flurry, think Claude Giroux? Oh, Lord. He's even going to go anywhere now. I, I mentioned to it to you guys before, but like, because Colorado's uh, expressed interest, which would just be crazy like that team would be so deep um <laughs> with him there and they've got about seven hundred and eighty thousand in cap space so for them to finagle his eight million they would have to ship out a guy like um jt comfer or uh, tyson like, jost yeah and then they would have to i forget who who was talking about it but they were saying to kind of wrestle the deal like Toronto did for Felino, where um, you get a team. (laughs) Yeah. You get a team like Arizona to kind of sit in the middle to take half um, to, so Philly would retain half to bring it down to like four something. And then Arizona would retain another half to bring it down to like two Two and a half to, yeah, two say two and a half. Um, And then they'd only have to maybe ship out like Tyson Jost or, um, JT Comfer, JT Comfer, or Nachushkin, or somebody. Oh man, Nachushkin is so good, though. <laughs> but like somebody in that in that price yeah. range, that's a pretty good contract. If what's Nachushkin's deal? That's such a tough last name. He's at two and a half. Oh man, and Comfer's at three and a half for another couple of years. Get rid of him. And Tyson Jost is at two. Yeah. But like. If Colorado can find a way to do that, 
Now that would be tough because they don't have a first or a second this year. Um, so it really depends on like what Philly's asking price is. I mean, does Philly have a lot to bargain with? That's what I was going to say too. Like <laughs> Philly has no reason to to drive a hard price. Like they're going yeah, nowhere. So absolutely, they nowhere. might as well do right by their captain and and send them somewhere to give them a chance. I don't even want to talk about Philadelphia today. I just. They're already talking about, oh, we need to get like rid of Rasmus Ristolainen. He's so bad. And I'm like. You literally just traded for him. You traded for him. <laughs> oh. And you got like. <laughs> they only have two defensemen signed next year. As of right now. Overall and Sandheim. The rest of them are UFAs. Oh boy. And JVR at seven million is not looking pretty hot right now, is it? Ouch. <laughs> Could probably get rid of him too if you really wanted to. They'd have to retain half. At least. <laughs> Philadelphia's projected cap space forty five hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got more in my bank account than that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. oh man, I'm so excited for the trade deadline, but it's also just gonna be I mean over the Don last Couturier. Did you see that? Del T I R. He's on LTIR and his contract's going up to seven point seven five next year for yeah. and they also have his <laughs> they got um Ryan Ellis as well. They just signed again this year at six two five. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> really bad. It's unfortunate too because they have Kevin Hayes and like he's a really good player and he's also on injured IR. It's that's the one. And then I I think I can't remember whose podcast I was listening to, but they're like, I just can't wait for Carter Hart just to like just show up. I was going to say maybe monster. Maybe Carter Hart is on Kata the Hat. trade trade bait board. Like he's I not listed it. there, but. <laughs> Don't we, I remember at the beginning when we heard that Martin Jones was going to Philly. We're like, oh my god, this is going to be so bad. It'd be terrible. I haven't heard anything since. He's not having the greatest year, but he's also not the worst goalie in the league. You know what I mean? It's he's got a three fifty one goals against. <laughs> I mean, he's is playing on probably or in behind some of the worst defense in the league. Flyers did lose. Two, they have what, two 10 game losing streaks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 13, 14. Like I think that. I saw today that they ended their first multi game losing streak this season that was not 10 games. <laughs> so their only losing right. streaks this year have been, I guess, one game or 10 games <laughs> up until now. <laughs> Who do you think is going to get Jack Roslevic? Nobody. He's going to stay with San, uh, Columbus? I heard, like, uh, I can't remember what where I read it, but I heard of, he apparently has some attitude problems. That's kind of why. Exactly. Nobody wants him. Well, there's other players that I've seen have attitude problems, and look at some of them are actually really good players when you get past the BS. Kadri. 
Adri, <laughs> Angelo. Oh, it, I think D'Angelo had a problem with Torts because Torts was a dick. Well, then, I mean, possibly, possibly. Well, he came in with Torts right before uh, um, he got fired, and that he came with the the line A deal. Who's Patrick Liney is absolutely he's killing it, killing it right now. He's got twelve points in twelve games, or it's on a twelve point. 12 game point streak. I can't speak today. Um, what is, what is Columbus going to do? Him. I mean, he's an RFA. Like, do you sign him to like a longer term deal or do you just sign him to another one year deal? No, I think you, you try and lock him up. Yeah. How much do you think he'd be worth? Uh, he'd probably get eight. Yeah. I feel like eight is just such a like solid. It's the number going now. going number right now. I was gonna say. Another interesting name is uh, Philip Forsberg in Nashville oh, yeah, they're, because they're really going hard on him right now. Like they're trying to yeah. get rid of him. Well, so Roman Yossi kind of runs the. He's kind of the ceiling, and I think he's paid just over nine million dollars, and. I think they've kind of established that like he will be <laughs> the highest paid player on the team. And so they've got to kind of find a way to get um, Forsberg signed for less than what Yossi's going for. But um, I don't know. I think he's a player who on the free market could command. Projected you know, cap probably space get nine is- or maybe $10 million. The Predators have a potential a projected cap space of ten million. Current cap space is thirty-two million. Yeah. Oh, Ryan and, Johansson. Um, oh my god. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem is a guy like Philip Forsberg sees like Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne, who's having a good year, making like eight million dollars, and he's like, I am significantly better than these players. Therefore, I should be making like, you yeah. know, two or three million dollars more. But it's like, no, you're not making more than Roman Yossi. So I think that's where maybe the the trouble lies for for David Poyle. I I sorry, I just look at uh, just looking at their defense, and then I see Matthias Ekholm, and I'm like, oh, do you guys remember last year when they're shopping him? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take this, this, and this for him. And then he never ended up leaving. And now they just gave him an extension that goes to it's next year. His extension kicks in 6.25 million. Yikes. That could look that, that extension yeah, could look bad. Good. It could look really bad when he hits like 33, 34 in a couple of years. Yeah, but it's only a four year contract. Yeah, Thank but- God. I just remember how like aggressive they were shopping him. And I was like, oh, he's definitely gone. And then he never ended up moving. And they're like, ah, no, we'll just hold on to him. I think um, the team, I don't know if they expected to be as good, maybe, as they, as they are this year. There's really only one person that's really good. Keeping them in every single game. And guess how much he makes? It makes $5 million as a goaltender. Dr. Demko. But I don't think they saw themselves in a playoff spot this year. I don't, or I don't like last year, projecting this year, I don't think they saw themselves in a playoff spot. Maybe that's why they're more aggressively shopping at, at home because they're like, 
maybe it's a a retool or rebuild year and definitely get a, I definitely get why they're shopping Forsberg because he is having a good season this year. And I don't know if they're necessarily shopping him, but I think they're open to like, okay, if trades. we can't get something done, we've got to get well, something plus, for this guy. Well, plus he's a, he's a UFA at the end of the season. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, yeah, it, will, it, is a, it is basically a rental, but that could be a really damn good rental if he goes to the right team. I think of a team that he'd actually work on. Um, I'm just trying to think of contenders, but I can't even think of any contenders that. This league like, is so this league's so topsy topsy turvy this year that people just go on long streaks. Uh, maybe the Kings. No. Uh, the Rangers have six point four. Like the Rangers have the room to bring him they, in. They've been linked to Hurdle, and they need Miller, yeah. and then if possibly Forsberg. They need a. A scoring winger. <laughs> they were talking about it. I think it was in that athletic thing I was reading earlier, and it was like, <laughs> "What do the what do the Rangers need? They need Pavel Buchnevich, who <laughs> 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 they traded. <laughs> they weren't tough enough. Brought Revo in. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe the Rangers go for Forsberg as a rental, and then in the off season he resigns with Nashville." If if Nashville really wants to move him, but they have no reason to if they're in a playoff position. I agree with that fully. Um, I think we should move on to our uh, trivia. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I got I got three. I got three trivia for both of you, mm-hmm. and then I have. How many did I do? I can't remember. One, two. And then I have two questions for you as individuals about your teams. Okay. So I'll do I'll do the the three um the three general trivia for both of you and then uh do we wanna do it so that like whoever like wins is the trivia master for the next one or quiz master, yes. Yeah, quiz master. Do we wanna do that? It's good to me. I do, I do have bonus points. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I can't get much worse than I did last time. So <laughs> let's, just, let's just start this off and see how good I do. Okay, I'm not gonna do this in any particular order. I do have like hard, like easy, hard, medium, but I'll just start. No, like, you're Ned. Ben. No. You're Ned. <laughs> <laughs> um. <Daddy>. <laughs> <laughs> Who who was the first goalie to ever score a goal in a playoff game? In a playoff game? Hmm. Yeah, playoff. Ron, game. Hex- Ron Hextall. Yeah, I'm thinking Hextall or Hextall or Brodeur. You went Hextall. I'm going to go Brodeur. Go with Hextall. I'm locking it in. It is Mr. Ronnie Hextall. Ah. <laughs> Oh, that How one many goals does he have? He he he's got to have two or three, right? I think he's got three. Um, immediately once you said like, "Oh, who? What goalie scored?" And I was like, "Pecorine." <laughs> I was gonna say Pecorine. <laughs> 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 uh, Nick, go ahead on the next one. I'm just gonna look up how many goals. 
still has. That's the next trivia question. How many goals <laughs> does Ron have? I was going to do that as a bonus point, but that didn't make sense with, with the question that I asked. Um, okay, so Martin Brodeur and Ron Hextall both scored twice. No. I thought, Hextall scored, I thought Hextall scored more than two. Oh, me. Nope. Oh, somehow I thought Brodeur had like four goals. <laughs> I actually do have kind of a bonus question. The bonus Sorry. question. Um, how many goalie goals are credited in NHL history? Ooh. <laughs> well, there's four. Yeah, there's four. <laughs> <laughs> Five for Pekka Rene. <laughs> um, Nick Smith scored one. Yep. Six. Hmm. Uh... I'm going to say, like, 10. There's probably a bunch of random guys that we can't remember that. Yeah. I'll go 12. <laughs> it's 11. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, damn it. <laughs> what was oh, oh, Ben, as soon as you said 10, or who, who said 10? Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, as soon as you said 10, I'm like, Ben's going to say 11, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, only yeah, eleven goals. All right, one All right. <clears throat> I think y'all will both get this oh. one right, but the bonus point that might be where you where you uh, need to get some points there. Um, true or false? Oh, Wayne, <laughs> Wayne, Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky holds the record for the most career power play goals. False. Yeah, I'm going to say false as well. You are both correct. I know who it is. Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> this year. Didn't you break that like a couple <laughs> weeks ago? I was like two months ago. <laughs> yeah. That's a good question. All right, bonus question. Bonus point. Who is the career leader? Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's Alex Ovechkin. Let's go. Hey, that's to me. All right. This is the decider, Dylan. Hmm. The decider. Well, there's also the ones about your own teams. Okay. okay. We can we can add that in there. Okay, sounds good. How many players? How many players in the top twenty for career points are Canadian? Ooh. Top twenty in the NHL. Top 20 NHL career like points. history? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anybody named, like, from the 20s in that? <laughs> They're not going to be up there in points. Okay. Spiky well, McDougal with 23,000 yeah. points. <laughs> he played against plumbers and electricians. <laughs> oh, um, the top 20? Back when the pucks were still made of poop. <laughs> was in poop. Top twenty, you said, right? Yeah, top twenty. So I'm trying to think of how many guys are not Canadian, and then subtract that from. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. <laughs> hey, Yorma Yager. Um. Fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna. Yager's up there. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Then like uh there's a check up there too. There's another check up there. I want to say 14. I'm going to say 15. <laughs> I was gonna say six. <laughs> it's sixteen. Uh, it's actually eighteen. Wow! Wow! So it's Yager and somebody else. Yager. Well. Oh wait, it's bonus point. Who are the other two? Yager and who's the other one? Madano. That's a good guess. Um. That's a really good guess. Oh my god! I don't know if any Russians played long enough to, or maybe Ovi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. I'll say Ovechkin if you say Medano. Sure, I'll like, say Medano. Medano's a really good guess. Oh, acres. Oh, you hey. know what? It's like. Okay, y'all got Yager. It's gonna be Stasny or something. Nope. <laughs> okay, so uh, um, Mike Madano is twenty fifth. Ooh. For all he's time probably points. In, always in the top fifty. Ovechkin is twenty fourth. Wow! Oh, one away. They're, they're pretty good guesses. <laughs> um. Really? I'll give you, as soon as I if I gave you the country, you'd get it immediately. I can't really do that. Um, I'm trying to think of a hint, but there really is no hints. Every hint gives it away, like easily. Did they play professional baseball? <laughs> <laughs> How many gold gloves do they have? It's their ERA. Um, zero. <laughs> that's pretty good. Because they never played. Um, how am I blanking on this? I've looked this up so many times. <sighs> Because every time to... you look at it, you go, oh my god, Gretzky has more assists than half the friggin' list. If you take away Gretzky's goals, he's still number one in points. Yes. It's frickin' insane. Um, He's not Russian. I think it's like, no, it's not Brett Hall. Um, Brett Hall is actually pretty high. I think he's like 23rd. We're, 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 getting, we're getting really we're getting close. close <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brett Hall is 23rd. Okay, who's 22nd and 21st? And then we'll get the other guy. Um, <laughs> can you tell me who 22nd and 21st are? Luke Robitaille is 22nd, and then Yari Curry is 21st. Okay, well, that one... Okay. Yari Curry is the Finn. Good. <laughs> oh, there's another Finn in there somewhere. Is it not, it's not Team Usulani? Oh, Team Usulani? Yeah, Team Usulani. <laughs> team Usulani is 16. Oh. <laughs> It is Timu. <laughs> I like I can't I was I couldn't think of any hints to say about Timu. I was gonna say, oh he played for Anaheim. Oh, Timu's line. I was gonna say, oh he... he played for the Jets. No. <laughs> yeah, you still would have got you would have been like, who the hell played for the Jets? That's in the top ten. That's how many points in the on the Jets. Yeah, he has like nothing. Oleg Tevardovsky. <laughs> oh, Howard Chuck. Awesome. Uh, right. yeah. That was a good one. That really helped. Once you said Yari Curry, I'm like, okay, well, that has to be somebody else. I'm like, I can't be Russian. Yeah, well, then Dome's like, oh, yeah, there's the Finnish player. I'm like, well, there's one more. <laughs> I was trying to think, like, there's no other Russians that have played longer than 
No, Ovechkin is really the only one that's up there. And, like, there's not really any Swedes with big points. Like, Forsberg didn't play long enough. The highest highest Swede is is Sundin. Oh, yeah. He's He's got got 500 goals. He's 30th. Yeah, no, that's fair. But, like, literally, it's... Piss off, you dumb computer. Uh, Literally, the only ones that... In the okay, so top fifty, there's that aren't Canadians: Jeremy Roenick, Phil Housley, Peter Stastny, Matt Sundin, Mike Medano, Ovechkin, Brett Hall, Yard Curry, Timo Solani, and then Yager. So basically, in the in the top we basically 50, named them all. <laughs> in the top fifty, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten that are not Canadian. Unbelievable. And they Canada say that four fifths of the yeah. top. And they say that freaking USA is a hockey sport now. Get the hell hockey, out of here, hockey mecca. Yeah, hockey mecca. Piss well, off. Like, I think in in another like twenty years, maybe maybe longer than that, thirty years, that list will look a lot different because like the Russians and the the Europeans have only really been playing in the NHL since since like the nineties. Like yeah. yeah. Basically, once the Soviet Union collapsed, yeah, ninety-one. Um, okay, give us our last two. Uh... Okay, I'll do the Leafs first. Okay, because Leafs fans are impatient. You are. Uh. <laughs> That's definitely true. All right, Ben. This one's not really a, an actual question. This one was more so <laughs> just just <'cause> statement. <laughs> just to <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just to make fun of you. <laughs> Which, when was the last time the Leafs won the cup? Everybody knows that. It was when, I remember that because that's when my parents were born. It was 1967. Um, Which Leafs GM traded to Garas for Andrew Raycroft? <laughs> um, do you know who did? Like, right off the bat? I think I do. Well, you're the only one that's answering, so I don't think Dylan's going to know the answer. Unless he... Might. Unless he's, I think I know the answer, but I'm not going to say it until Ben answers. John Ferguson Jr.? Dylan, is that what you were going to say? Yeah, that's who I would have said, too. Yeah, it's John Ferguson Jr. Burke, Burke came in, like, pretty soon after that, because Ferguson Jr. got fired. That trade is... So bad. <laughs> oh, that is so terrible. That's just one of the many. I mean, you can you can say that about any team, though. Really, I know, but the amount of like, the amount it only looks really us, bad oh, in God. hindsight. Yeah, like exactly. At the time, it, at the time it was like, oh, that's actually not a bad trade, and then now it's like that was a horrible trade. What are you doing? Oh God, there's. But that's the thing is, it's so magnified because it's Toronto too. Yeah, but you yeah. can literally go back and like when the Canucks trade away Cam Neely. Like, yeah, at the time it was like, oh, that kind of Trevor sucks. Trevor but we got a good return. Cam Neely turns into this stud defenseman, <laughs> arguably a top one five. Best, one of the best defensemen ever. <laughs> yeah, or like arguable top five defenseman of all time. Like, yeah, nice job there, boys. You did a really good job there. And then obviously Oilers trading away Gretzky. Like, you guys are stupid. Yeah, but you also really sold yeah, Wayne Gretzky. We didn't yeah, you sold him. You, got, you sold him like cattle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tell me the next question. 
I kind of not gonna lie, because I didn't want to. I don't want to have too many questions, because then I didn't want to go on. So I only I have two each. I could not find any like interesting Leafs trivia that was like, <laughs> oh, hey, very much. <laughs> um, storied franchise of over a hundred years. Yeah. Um, Austin Matthews. But, like ones that, goals. but like ones that you would actually get, not ones that are like, who was the first ever goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs, like. That's ridiculous. Maple Leafs or like the arenas or the St. Pat's? God damn it. <laughs> Turk Rota. <laughs> Go Porsley. Hey, he's a good goalie too. And you got Johnny Bauer and you got Gary uh, Sawchuk and you got... Go on. Hey, Jacques, I think Jacques Plant played for the Leafs too. Oh, God. Ben, there was only just, six teams. So. Ben, you just answered my next question for you. Yes. <laughs> How many team names has the Toronto franchise and name them? Okay. Arenas. St. <laughs> Pats. Maple Leafs. Wait, 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 wait. I can come up um, with something here. Hold on. You give me give me a couple seconds. How many here. times did Johnny Bauer show up on a Saturday night to be <laughs> honored before the hockey game? Because <laughs> last decade it seemed like every other Saturday he was there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a, I have like a second part to that question in case you got it really easily, but I need to look it up because I don't, I didn't write it down because I'm stupid. <laughs> um, I the Leafs. It's, it's Everybody's a... crapping on the Aretnas jersey for the outdoor game in Hamilton. Aretnas, you still call it the Aretnas. <laughs> I don't hate it. I like it. I think it's really nice. I I think that what they could have done was just not done the arenas and done like the Toronto Maple Leafs, like something else with the jersey and something else with the logos. Like um, I think it was on Steve Dangle where he said like they were talking about oh maybe put it on the ninety three, have the two Leafs on the shoulder like we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of like I don't know what kind of blue it is, but it's like a, like not a royal blue, but um, a little bit lighter, white, and then it's. It's a really going to be a really nice jersey, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, the Sabres jersey." So I'm like, "The Sabres jersey doesn't change; it's the same jersey." <laughs> Sabres got to go black. Yes, yeah, they got go go to go black, black red. and red yes. with the weird. Nobody knew where the head, head was. Thing. I never even knew where the head was <laughs> until I was like 20 years old. I'm like, "Oh, that's the Buffalo head." Ah, I know that. Okay, here we go. Okay, I really like that jersey though. I bought Second, it, actually. Second part to that question because apparently it was too easy because you said it without me asking <laughs> a goddamn question. Um, for all three jerseys, what years did they first appear? So when did the arenas or the arenas uh, name first appear? The St. Patrick's and then the Maple Leafs. Um. Oh, man, my dad has a picture downstairs. Toronto Maple Leafs, and it has all their jerseys. Oh, it tells you that's one of those for the Bruins. Yeah, it's all the Ew. years. I'm just blank. I, I, okay, the arenas was 1917. Then I want to say St. Pat's was 19. Oh. 
1936. And the Leafs were 1948. That seems close. Damn. Okay, well, you you got all of them wrong. I'm just saying. Ben, <laughs> <laughs> you're a genius. Ben, <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. You need to you need to get the hell out of here. Um, so the arenas only lasted one year. It was from 1918 to 1919. Oh. <laughs> the same paths were from 1919 to 1927. And then the Maple Leafs have been have been the Maple Leafs since 1927. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Oh, that was so hard. That was that's probably the hardest question. <laughs> like, unless you like literally picture like, oh, I have all these jerseys and I was born in the exact same time. Like, oh, I know in the arenas. Like, nobody's still alive from 1919, really. <laughs> really. Um. Give Dylan his questions. That was a good question, though. I really like that. Sorry for answering your one earlier. <laughs> I'm literally like about to answer, and you're like, oh, no, the arena, St. Pat's, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you got to be joking me right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Dylan, how many times has the Harb Memorial Trophy been won by an oiler during the 1980s and the 90s? Oh. oh my god. Well, in the nineties I would say it was won by zero players. In the eighties. <clears throat> it's your last Stanley think... Cup. The last one was the last 90... the last one was nineteen ninety. Yeah, ninety. Okay, so that that counts. So <laughs> Yeah, you but don't I think... don't think no, I don't think I don't think Messier won a heart trophy. He only wins leadership trophies. I don't think he won a, a heart trophy. I'm gonna say that once Gretzky came in, he must have like <laughs> until Lemieux came, it, it was all Gretzky, I think. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Seven. I do have a bonus point if you want it. Okay. A bonus point. Um, who won them and how many did they win? I'm going to say Wayne Gretzky and they win <laughs> seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mark Messi well, won, didn't he? <laughs> Mark Messier won in 1990. Damn it. <laughs> ben literally got it. <laughs> so the original question, how many ben times? Ben was giving me hints. Yeah, ben was like, giving me hints. Ben, you, you said in you, the 90s. <laughs> you dumbass. I know. I thought he was like, no, because I thought, like, that's when Lemieux was, that was like in his peak, right? He didn't win one until 91 and 92 when they won their Stanley Cups. Lemieux didn't sure. win a Hart Trophy until 91-92? That's when they won their Cups. So, I assume that or uh, won them. So, look that up while you give him your next question there, Nick. 
Well, what was, was the he, answer? It, it was nine. Nine. Gretzky won eight in a row. And then he won he won them from nineteen eighty to eighty seven. And then and then Messi won in nineteen ninety. Uh mm-hmm. Mew won uh let me see here. He said he won it, they've won it three times, but what years? That Lemieux won the Hart Trophy? He won the Hart Trophy three times. Uh, 92, 95, and this is the worst thing I've ever What, you, what website are you looking at here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's freaking terrible. <laughs> trying to find it. 87, 92, 93, and then 95, 96. Those are the three times he's won it. I thought he won it a lot more. Uh, no. Sorry. Right, give me your last question. Okay. Who? No, that's not the right word to start with. Which of the following Oilers players had the highest goal total in their rookie years? Keyword: rookie years. <clears throat> I got five names. <laughs> Oh, we it's okay. It's, I got I got picking one of them. You yeah, should pick one of them. Oh, you only have to pick one of them. Yeah, you got to pick. Well, that's the question. Which the, of the highest? Following, yeah. Which of the following players had the highest goal total oh, in their rookie year? And then, that. and then the bonus point is you just have to name how many goals. Well, you know what's not Connor McDavid because he got hurt in his first year. Why are you helping him? Yeah, but maybe he's picking random rookies, like not good rookies. I think it's like Jordan Everly or something. Luke Gazdick and uh, <laughs> Dustin Penner. Nando <laughs> Pisani. Oh, Gazdick. That guy is a freaking goon. Um, so, so I can help with these questions. You're com- well, I mean, you're not competing. No way, there was no way Dylan was going to see what the Leafs, like, their arenas, and he was never going to get that. <laughs> I didn't get it either. I was close. Who are the five players? <laughs> um, Damn it, Dylan. Um, obviously, Wayne Gretzky is thrown in there. Okay. Jordan Eberle. Okay. Taylor Hall. Glenn Anderson. Ah, uh, that's... <laughs> And okay. then Connor McDavid. So freaking Ben already gave you one of them, ain't it? You knob. Well, okay, Connor, I forget how many he had, but I think it was only like maybe 20. Everly, I think he had like 28, 25 maybe. I don't think he had 30. Same with Hall. I think he only had like 25. <laughs> Gretzky. Hmm. Was it a trick question? Because Gretzky's Gretzky didn't qualify for the <laughs> the Rookie <laughs> of the Year award. So, <laughs> did he technically have a rookie year? Um. But it's Wayne freaking Gretzky. <clears throat> Wayne freaking Gretzky. I'm gonna say Glenn Anderson because it's the '80s and like you know anybody could have scored a lot of goals in the '80s. So. 
I'm going to say he had some like crazy year where he had like 48 goals or something in his rookie year. God damn it, Dylan, you're smart. Uh, it was Glenn Anderson because Wayne Gretzky did not qualify for rookie of the year. Or the call oh, I knew it was a trick question. Yeah, <laughs> he, had, he had 53 points in 58 games in 1980. Yeah. Um, Age 20. Glenn Anderson had 30 in his rookie year. Ooh, so that was close. I thought, I because like I thought putting in like Taylor Hall and Eberle where they were like kind of close to 30, you were like, oh, did they get over 30? <clears throat> and Dylan knew that David got injured in his first season, but he never I mean, got hurt. You, you know, you got to throw McDavid in there because it's like, oh, you know, how many goals did he get before he got hurt? Uh, or how many points did he get before he got hurt? Blah, blah, blah. Who's the guy that took him out? The guy that oh. they freaking traded they for. Trading for him. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> yeah. his name, and then they buried him. Oh, I cannot remember. Um, I'll look it up. Uh, but yeah, we'll go into uh, fuck dumbass. Uh, wrap things up. <laughs> yeah. I'm also trying to look up who hurt him. I know it was I know it was the guy on Philly. It was Brandon Manning. Manning. That's his name. I thought it, for some reason Bending was in my head. But I'm like, it's not Bending. No. And then they they traded. Um, oh, who was it that they traded? Ah, brain fart. Doesn't matter. Um, Kajula. They traded Drake Kajula. Drake Kajula. He was really good for. Brandon Manning, and that was such a dumb trade. Like it wasn't Peter Shirley's worst trade, but it was like this was a <laughs> this was a pointless one. trade. Kajula like, <laughs> was a good like third line, fourth line guy for Brandon Manning, who's like not even an NHL player. <laughs> Who injured your star young player? Yeah. <laughs> and they buried him. What a joke! And now we'll go to the dead Kalasic. <laughs> I mean, he's he's kind of he's kind of, he's an ass, and he's dumb. He's a dumbass. I told the guys before we even got here. I'm like, I have, I have no idea who would be my dumbass of the week. I mean, again, a pretty boring week. I'm trying to think of things that happened that are boneheaded, and I mean, I did see two times. Um, where there was both empty net goals, and Sam Bennett absolutely destroyed this rookie on Columbus. <laughs> and then Kerfoot scored an, an empty net, and then Zuccarello just ripped him as fast as he possibly could, like stuck his stick in between his feet and just yanked back. No, you're forgetting one. The PK, one? the PK Hagel one. I didn't see that one. It was uh, Brandon Hagel. Scoring it on an empty net. That was the thing I was telling you about before we started about Hagel calling him a dirty player. But I didn't see it though. Well, I'm just saying there wasn't just two. I said the ones I've seen. Oh, I thought you said the two that. But listen. Have, that... <laughs> Shut up. Oh, but yeah. Don't worry. I looked. I just looked it up now. Celebrates and then just chases. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, PK's such a good guy for the league. No, he's not. 
Okay, so is that number three for PK or is that number two for PK? I'm gonna I'm gonna attribute it to PK because I don't want to give it to Sam Bennett. One, he just <laughs> rocked him, and then Zuccarello was just you know, he's like ah, they scored an empty net and just tripped him. Um. Yeah, so do we give three to? Do I give my three to PK? We rip third? on PK, but <laughs> he is the seemingly the most marketable player because he was in Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was hilarious and jackass. Oh my god, I loved it. Um, yeah, I guess mine goes to uh, three empty net goals. That one's just miscellaneous. That one could get thrown in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, go ahead. Okay. Another paragraph yeah. that you wrote about this one. No, mine has a bunch of words that are in mine. Are... <laughs> oh, in italic. Mine uh, has a a couple sentences that are in all caps. But uh, <laughs> uh, Ben, mine actually involves your favorite team. And what I thought you were. I thought you were going to talk about this. Which so, one's my favorite team? The Leafs. You nut bar. Your only favorite team. You have one favorite team, and then you have ones that you're like, oh, yeah, those guys are fun to watch, like with us in, like, Florida or Carolina or Colorado. Yeah, I like watching McDavid a lot, so. Okay, cool. Don't need a, fa- a fanboy over him. I was going to say, my Depard dumbass is whoever threw the Leafs jersey on the ice during the Leafs and Canadians game. I threw a Leaf jersey on in that game? Yeah. I'm surprised you it. didn't yeah. see that. and. And that wasn't your thing. I was really worried that yours was gonna be the same thing. I was like, "Oh, goddamn!" You know why? Is because okay. I checked my phone when it was five nothing. I was like, "Why the hell am I gonna toss this game on?" <laughs> but this is what why, I have. In all- why would I watch my team? I literally grew up watching my entire life lose to the team that I'm supposed to not like the, like the most, and they're the worst team in the NHL anymore. They're second worst now. <laughs> They're equally bad as the um, worst team. They're, they're both like <laughs> teetering on the edge of the worst team in the NHL. Um, but yeah, this is what I have in all caps. You guys Sorry. are seventh in the NHL, the Toronto Police. You're and you're third in your division, which is arguably the hardest division in the league. Why are you throwing a jersey on the ice when you're playing a team like Montreal? I get it. Montreal's a horseshit team. They're second last in the division or in the league now. But this is one of those games where you're just like, yeah, whatever. We we don't care about this game. It's against the Montreal Canadiens. Who cares? Like it's not it's like because, it's against It's because you hope so much that they're just gonna keep winning every single game and then they go, Nope, we're just gonna lay an egg and then Who that. cares? Every then you lose to your arch rivals your whole life. You hated this team. <laughs> Every your whole life, and then you go see a game in Montreal where your team is ten times better than the team you're playing. You go there, and you're like, "Oh, cool! I just paid all these all this money to go see this game." They're down five nothing after two periods. Hey, Calgary lost seven to one against freaking Vancouver. And yeah, but they won ten games before that. <laughs> that fan just mm-hmm. wanted to be like that. That, that fan does who... not necessarily represent every <laughs> single person. Yeah, but I don't. Okay. Here's the thing. In general, I don't get the whole jersey thrown on the ice thing. Like that's that. r- absolutely ridiculous. You pay. The only way I'm throwing a jersey on the ice if it's like the most fake jersey I've ever bought, like one that cost <laughs> me thirty dollars, where I got it for free or something like that. 
Yeah. But like, I'm not I, doing I, that because I'm not immature. So. Like, okay, I can understand fans like throwing jerseys on the ice. Like when the Canucks were in a shithole earlier this um, season. And then. The spiral, I think is what you guys were. Whatever. <laughs> whatever terminology you want to use, they were in a bad way. And they, and freaking Francesco Eccolini needed something to push him over the edge. And that was it. Because they immediately, I don't remember if it was the next day, but it was a couple days after that. Boom. Benning fired. Green fired, AGM fired, assistant coach fired that was handling PK, gone. And then all of a sudden, boom, the Canucks are, are pretty good after that. But this one makes no sense. And Ben, I get it. You're playing a team that you've hated your whole life, and they're a horrible team. But every horrible team has a win against the freaking a good team. Arizona screwed Colorado and being there in like uh whatever winning streak they had at home like they had like what 18 in a row for wins at home and then Arizona came in and beat them every every piss poor team has that one win against a really good team it just happens every single year and it just so happened that the Montreal Canadiens had it against the Toronto Maple Leafs it just so happens that it's the Toronto Maple Leafs every single year well, of course it's going to be the trauma he believes. That's just how it is. You just got to deal with it. No, it's not how it should be. <laughs> just so like, one day, I swear, <laughs> if it's this year, I'm going to be so excited because I actually have a platform to talk about it on now. So <laughs> I swear, like, if we make it to the second round of the playoffs, I you're gonna don't be on cloud care nine. if we get any single games ever again. <laughs> I don't care. At least we get one less stat that I have to hear about of like, oh, at least haven't made it past the first round, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, at least haven't made it this way and this long. I'm like, I know. God, it's like, it's like people think we're tone deaf and like, they're like, oh yeah, you guys don't know. Um, you guys don't know like that your team hasn't made it to the second round since 2004. Oh, really? Did that just come up? No, it didn't. 2004? Wow. No way. What was the last time you guys won a cup? 67. Know. Who knows that? <laughs> Me. God, anybody who's ever followed hockey knows when the Leafs last won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> a toddler knows that. The non-Leafs fans, though, it will always be funny. Like, every yeah. single no, I, 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 I know that. And I'm like, oh, wow, really got me. You really got me, guys. Oh, my God. The Leafs, the Leafs are the Dallas Cowboys or the, the Yankees. Pretty <laughs> much. You can go to any place around this world and you'll know who the Toronto Maple Leafs are. But do they assume do they assume that it's like, oh yeah, but they haven't won a cup since nineteen sixty seven. Well no, they haven't won a <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, they don't know that. Just the stupid people that like cheer for Nashville, they're like, Oh man, you guys haven't won a Stanley Cup since nineteen sixty seven. Nashville hasn't even won a cup. They can't talk. I know. Oh, but they still do. Don't you worry about that. Every single team in the league talks. They've been to a cup final more recently. <laughs> Everybody's been to a cup more recently. You know what? It all goes back to Carrie Fraser mission that call in 1993. That's funny. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> shut up. They'll never forget. 30 years ago, they'll never forget. It's even born yet. <laughs> Calgary fans still complain that they scored a goal against freaking Tampa in 04. Or was it 03? Oh, shit. That was 04. Yeah. 
Go ahead, ahead, Dylan. Just wrap us up here so I can stop talking. Okay, I'm going to give mine uh, to Tim Hortons. Not just for having really (laughs) shitty food. What? (laughs) What? I mean, I guess we left the door open to literally everything. I guess you can say. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm sick of giving mine to specific guys. I want to be more creative. Okay, Tim Hortons, not just for the food. Tim Hortons has this commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't have cable, so I don't see commercials when I see hockey games. Which, side note, I hate that stupid commercial break in progress. Oh, yeah. I hate that thing. Just play music or something. Anyways, so Tim Hortons has this commercial promoting... um, Promoting the Team Canada hockey cards. Oh yeah, I was gonna know what you're say. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so this commercial like it features like people opening the packs of of hockey cards, and it's got like Marie Philippe Poulin is there, and Wayne Gretzky is there. McDavid and McKinnon. Yeah, Sarah Nurse is there, and and then at the end, it's got Crosby and McKinnon in the truck. In, yeah, in, like, the Chevrolet, whatever. <laughs> the thing is, though, if you guys have seen this commercial, Sid looks real. Like, that's Sidney Crosby sitting there, like, smiling. But Nathan McKinnon is, like, this weird CGI-looking, like, figure the making, making the yeah. stupidest He look looks so face. weird. And he does, and he, like... Does a shoulder pat on Crosby and Crosby's just smiling like, "What the hell are you doing?" It looks so bad. <laughs> it looks really weird. I'm watching it. So right my now. my award is to Tim Hortons for um either not getting Nathan McKinnon for the commercial or having really really poor deep fake technology. <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again. I've watch it, it right now while I'm sitting here. Um, okay. Just go to the end. Yeah, it's yeah, like no, the last it's like, five it's seconds. <laughs> like, that can't be him. That's not him. It might actually be him, though. I don't know. But he looks so, like, plasticky. And, like, what's he he's, staring at? <laughs> he's just holding a sm- uh, the weirdest smile. <laughs> If if that's really him, then I'm going to give it to him for being, like, the worst actor. <laughs> no, but he's been in a bunch of things, though. He's been, like, Mr. D. He's been in the Trailer Park Boys. He's... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, like, he can't be that bad. Maybe he's that's just like, I I'm going to look him. like a complete idiot. I think they couldn't get Nathan McKinnon for the commercial, so they're like, it's okay. We have the technology. We I just love that most of the people in the states are like, "What are you guys talking about? We have no idea what the hell you Canada hockey cards. Why would we get Canada hockey cards <laughs> at, at, at Tim Hortons Cafe and Bake Shop in Minnesota? That's what it's called in the states, by the way. Tim Hortons Cafe and Bake Shop. Uh, I've just... never shopped at an American Tim Hortons. I've I never been to a Canadian Tim Hortons. Yeah, we don't, so... <laughs> we don't even go to the water. It's basically like it's gonna turn into like a like a Boston pizza. It almost seems like that's like if, if well, I'm gonna French fries and hamburgers now. Like I was gonna say, they got everything. It's like oh wow, we're just gonna go to Tim Hortons and it's gonna be them flipping burgers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it. Um, yeah. Uh, also wanted to say at the end here. Um, 
the World Juniors and the Women's World Championships got yes to um I think it's August yeah August and they, I believe they, the Women's World Championship is in June somewhere yeah. in the northern states United States and what's interesting uh, is they starting yeah they're totally restarting but they can also like Lucas Raymond can still play in that tournament and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like we're screwed that. And Sider. If you were, if you were 20, Lucas Raymond. If you were of age when the tournament was supposed to be played, you can still play. So there oh, might be like 21-year-olds in the tournament, but What's Trevor Zegers? I don't know. Look him up. <laughs> But this could be like the best world. Twenty tournament. years old, guys. Oh shit! Yeah. Shit. Like no. they should permanently. Damn it! too. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this will beat Austria or whoever the heck we beat before that. Like, team nothing again. That's gonna be bad. I guess that's where we're gonna wrap it up today. Um. Do you have anything else to add? Or is that good for this week? Uh, Elias Patterson's finally back to form. The Leafs are winning 7-2 right now. Jesus. It's not even the end of the second period yet. Uh, what's Nylander doing? I got him in fantasy. He scored. Fucking right. So let's go. Um, today is the 26th. So today is also the game, the stadium series. Marner has a hat trick. What? <laughs> he scored he got a natural hat trick he scored three in a row do you see his pass in the Columbus <clears throat> game where he's flying through the air somehow puts it on bunting stick he's got three goals and two assists Jesus Christ all we need to do is get him to score in the playoffs and tell him not to flip any more pucks over the glass and, be and, a, and a score on the power play uh yeah that's a, that's a small stone we'll, we'll, we'll kick that one um yeah uh follow us on Facebook uh, Instagram, Dead Puck Pod, Dead Puck Podcast. I am struggling today. Um, so if you have any trivia questions, please send it to us on Facebook. That'd be awesome. Um, and listen to listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Be standard. I mean, if you're listening to us right now, we already like you a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> we we probably respect you a lot more. Um. Catch you guys in the next one and see you later.